1: No necessary Void prohibited by law. Plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details. France is America's oldest ally. Their first military pact was in 1778 during the American War of Independence. But on Thursday evening, France scrapped an event to celebrate the U.S Franco relationship because of anger over the new national security pact between America, Australia, and Britain. As mentioned in our earlier podcast, the agreement means France loses out on a $40 billion submarine deal with Australia. Adding to the ill-feeling, France disputed American claims that it had been informed in advance. Setting out more details of the pact in Washington, the US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, tried to play down any rift with Europe. We welcome European
0: countries playing an important role in the the Indo-Pacific. We look forward to continued close cooperation with NATO, with the European Union and others in this endeavour. France in particular is a vital partner on this and so many other issues, stretching back generations, and we want to find every opportunity to deepen our transatlantic cooperation in the Indo-Pacific and around the world.
1: The rationale for the agreement was set out by the Australian Defence Minister, Peter Dutton.
0: We see uh, incredible uncertainty within the Indo-Pacific. It's formed the basis of much of our discussion here with our colleagues Uh, very significant uh, uncertainty, and more so uh, than any time since the Second World War. And we do believe it's in Australia's national security
1: interests to deepen our relationship with the United States. The pact follows what's seen as an increasingly assertive foreign policy by China, and the communist authorities in Beijing responded angrily to the announcement. But what difference will the agreement make to the military balance in the region, I asked our security correspondent, Frank Gardner.
0: It's not going to make any immediate difference to it because, of course, these submarines haven't been built yet. It's going to take years, but it will eventually alter the balance of power in the Indo-Pacific, particularly, specifically in the South China Sea, where the US, Britain and other Western nations have a lot of concerns about Chinese recent acts, such as building runways on artificial reefs and then claiming it as their sovereign territory, threatening Taiwan, and generally basically expanding their military, doing a massive military program of expansion. They are now the most powerful navy in the region, supplanting the United States. Now, that wouldn't normally matter, but the fact that they are making freedom of navigation quite difficult for a number of nations, and they are dominating the fishing scene there, which is really upsetting a lot of the nations in that part of the world, hence the concerns.
1: We're hearing the US Secretary of State uh, reiterating that America will stand with Australia against pressure from China, saying they've raised concerns about China's use of economic coercion against Australia. Are there risks in confronting China in this way? I think
0: Australia's already taken those risks. Relations between Australia and China have gone from pretty good to very bad. There are already uh, effective economic sanctions by China against Australia. New Zealand, which is a member of a separate pact, something called the Five Eyes Intelligence Sharing Alliance, New Zealand has not gone down this path. They've gone to some lengths to avoid antagonizing China. Canada has been left out of it. But certainly, yes, I think China will be quick to respond. Remember, it's got enormous economic clout. And it'll have repercussions, I think, in certain Western countries if they choose to. China is a big investor For example, in nuclear power, in the telecoms industry, in digital technology, it is an economic superpower rivaling the United States. And if they choose to, they could make life pretty uncomfortable for the West. They've also got what's called a kind of string of pearls military strategy where they have, as part in addition to their so-called Belt and Road economic strategy of stretching out their economic tentacles across Asia into Europe, They've got bases, for example, in Djibouti, in the Horn of Africa. They've got the use of ports in Greece, in Gwadar, in Pakistan. And they've got massively expanded their navy, both above the surface and below the surface. They've now got something called second strike capability, meaning that their submarines have got ballistic missile capability. If China was hit in an eventual exchange with the United States, they would probably be able to hit back from under the sea.
1: Our security correspondent, Frank Gardner.
2: You think someone should read Lothrop Stoddard's The Rising Tide of Color Against White World Supremacy? Oh, we did the Cows Book Club. Reading, more important than watching television. Context of White Supremacy, this is our global Sunday talk on racism. Gusty Renegade, in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. Today's date, Sunday, September 19, 2021. So I have been told this broadcast, our Global Sunday Talk, specifically designed to encourage and incorporate non white listeners from different parts of the planet and folks who maybe can't participate during our normal. Uh, broadcast time: the number seven two zero seven one six seven three hundred. The code five six four nine four three pound. Press star six one if you would like to participate. Number again: seven two zero seven one six seven three hundred the code five six four nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate uh if you are outside the states you should definitely get a hand up immediately so you can join in the dialogue certainly folks in the states always welcome get your questions in thoughts observations all that good stuff um The audio segment that we started with, that's from the BBC. They're talking about the security alliance between the United States, Australia, the United Kingdom. Uh, Interestingly, now, we heard some of this when they talked about this at NPR uh, this past weekend when they made the announcement on Friday. They had Joe Biden, President Biden, and some of the representatives from the UK and Australia. Uh, They did not mention China at all. They just said this was about security and working alliance. And we've had a long tradition as white nations working together and all that. Nobody said China, even though it was said liberally in the report. And I mean, everyone understood that's what this is about white-dominated countries allying what did Loth- Lothrop Stoddard, the rising tide of color against white world supremacy published a hundred years ago we read it in the book club the end of 2015 lots of constructive info he doesn't even talk a whole lot about black people they have like a slim portion the negros are, are not much of a threat but we the yellow people, major threat in Lothrop Stoddard's eyes. I guess he could be seeing this sort of alliance would be needed. We'll discuss that and more with our folks uh, joining us internationally. Let's see. Uh, I see with us right now uh, representing one of those nations in the security alliance. Long time participant uh, Andrew in the UK. Are you with us, sir? Yes, uh,
3: glad to be with you again, Josh.
2: Glad to have you with us. As always, I'm going to have to keep my eye out to nab some of our other folks who dial in or what have you. Just drop me a line for other folks if you're outside the States to let me know. Uh, At least for our first few minutes, you are our only international participant with us at the moment. So we'll start off. I was going to ask everybody before we get to all the I certainly want to talk about the alliance and all that. Get our uh, obligatory COVID-19 update as well. But I wanted to start. There was so much attention in this part of the world this week, September 11. Uh, I thought it would be great to get an international perspective just if. You remember, to the best of your recollection, what were you doing way back when, September 11, 2001, and your thoughts around what took place? It's been 20 years, so hard to believe.
3: September the 11th, 2001. Oh, what, what happened then? on that? Oh, you're talking about uh, the knocking down of the two buildings in America.
2: I believe that was the major news of the day.
3: Right. I mean, I had other things to do on that day, but I, I you know, I, I do remember coming out of the tube station, sorry, the subway station, and I was walking down the road. I think I was working out at some school at the time or whatever. And I walked past, um, uh, some, some, some shop selling TVs and they had that on the, to be honest with you, I had other things to do on that day. I wasn't that bothered if I'm really that, but I do remember walking past the tube station and seeing it on the news. And I just remember thinking, you know, as Matt, what did Malcolm X say years and years ago? Malcolm X said something. What was that sentence he said? And then he got slagged off for it. Uh, what was the sentence? He said something. Um, something about chicken, chickens coming uh, home to roost. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. There you go. You see. Um, yeah, I mean that's what I thought then, and that's what I thought now. If if you if you if you rub people up the wrong way, and then if you go into their country and screw them over and steal oil. And and blow up their families and their kids with drones and mess people about in their country, right? What do you think they're going to do? You know, I mean, you know, I mean, or, or, you know, it's amazing, isn't it, how 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 people in the West, white people, expect everybody to take their crap? You, 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 you know, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, it was on. God, what was I watching on TV the other day? Where some where some drone strike accidentally killed a load of it's a program killed a load of people, and um, and those people are meant to like it, you know, and you know you got you got the American government lying and just underplaying what actually happened, and other people around the world are meant to are meant to like it, meant to like this sort of nonsense, you know, you know that's the, you know for so for so for the last twenty years and more than likely the last hundred years before that. You've had Americans running around planet Earth, destroying the place. You know, the last place they've destroyed is, um, God, what's it called? Afghanistan. Destroyed it. And when the people, when the people, you know, they call them the Taliban, but do we really believe the Taliban have just come out of nowhere? You know, somehow they just got, no, those are the people of the country. And they just want their country back from the Americans. And now they've got it. You know, you see, if, you, know, you can't do this to people and expect people just to lump it forever. You know, you've got to treat people the way you want to be treated all of the time. You know, you can't make people think the way you want to think. You've got to let people live and be the way they want to live and be. And that's it. You know, otherwise people will basically come and do to you what you've done to them for years. You know, so so in, I mean, it, it didn't surprise me. And frankly, if if countries like America could carry on doing this sort of stuff in other people's countries, it's going to continue to happen. You can't make, you can't force people to live the way you want them to live. You know, you you can't do that. And, you know, it's arrogance. You know, it's just, it's just arrogance. So, I mean, that's my, that's my take on it. I mean, I would never force anyone to live the way I live. You know, do you know what I mean? So, So, so this is, this is the nature of the American mindset. You know, I mean, the white mindset, you know, we're going to make the whole world live the way we want them to live. Ah, Forget that. Can't do that.
2: Much obliged. Thought it would be grand to get the international perspective. He said, I had other things to do. (laughs) I saw it on the television screen, and I think he was referencing the uh, Kabul, uh, Kabul drone strike, uh, where I believe. White officials in the states just came out and said, whoops, my bad, that that was a mistake. Our fault didn't mean to to bomb you there. That was wrong target. We'll do better next time. Like, I think they did just come out at the end of the week. uh, And all of this within the so-called withdrawal from Afghanistan. I mean, talk about direct line. Most of the times things aren't that linear, but I mean, right there september 11 to all this and to say at the end of this to have so many white people this week say this has been a total waste the last 20 years all of this we are no safer from so-called terrorism uh and whatever people think about what happened on september 11 we are no better now than we were then what was all this for? they had tons of veterans no less white veterans colin i mean yeah colin kaepernick and all who came out. what was all this for we stood on the, ta- on the towers, the ruins, and said we were coming and get the Taliban and do it. And Natalie, what was all this for? Mr. Fuller talked about that. Phony wars. We'll go around and bomb and kill and maim. And what do we have to show for all this? What did we do? We got to flex our military might. Look at that drone. Did you see that? Told uh, you. White culture white culture
3: you, uh, Before Gus, we, say... I'm sorry sorry Gus Could I say something about
2: a, a little bit more did you want to move on uh, uh, feel free I was going to ask feel free
3: you, you see it's always terrible when people die right it's terrible when people die whether it's the Twin Towers or anywhere else right but it's the anywhere else that doesn't seem to matter to a lot of people that sorry to a lot of white people that live in America you know, is there anywhere else? Do you get what I mean? You know, so there's, there's, um, you know, eh, you know. Um.
2: Oh, are you still there?
3: America wants. I'm gonna say America the I mean, white. Oh, yeah. I mean, Your audio went out for a little to... while.
2: Unless it was me. If you could. Oh.
3: Yes. The death the Twin Towers, but few of them acknowledge death. That they call don't seem to care that much about death that they cause worldwide or at least want to cover it up or at least don't advertise it and put it in their media unless they're forced to or, or at least that's the way it seems and, 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 that, and that's the problem it's a massive double standard you know and it is and you get fought down and beat up and beat down if you point out the double standard and, and, and it's a massive 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 problem you know, just because they're powerful and they've got all the weapons and the jobs and this, that, and the other, they feel like they can lord it over everybody else anywhere else. And, and, and that's the problem. You know, those, you see, not everybody wants to live, wants capitalism, wants exploitation, wants, wants even feminism. Not everybody wants all this sort of stuff worldwide. And, you know, and Western culture is rammed down the throats of, of everybody else worldwide. Not everybody else wants to live like that. And, and, and this is and, and that's that's an ongoing problem. And it's an insecurity on the part of the people that want to ram their culture down everybody else's throats.
2: That is the system of white supremacy, racism worldwide. Um, I guess before we uh, pivot from and that's white lives matter. They just killed, I think they said it was a minimum of 10 innocent civilians killed in uh, Kabul. What I mentioned to Afghanistan, and it, whoops, our, our fault. We we didn't mean to do that. Sorry about that. Non-white people didn't mean to kill. Almost got a dozen of you. My bad. White lives predominantly lost U.S. soil. That's, oh my gosh, we got to wage war, you know, on everybody, you know, for the next indefinitely <laughs> For this, in the name of white life, huge difference. Um, yeah, that's important worldwide. Uh, best before we uh, pivot away from that. Uh, any thought? I guess uh, it's so important. It would be programs and and volumes. Uh, just your thoughts on from outside the states. Uh, how nine eleven changed the world uh, and the operations of racism, white supremacy. I know you all had the attack. Uh, it was July, I think, 2005, uh, 7-7, I believe, 2005. But just the, the changes that you've observed, uh, in your part of the world since 9-11 in terms of security and surveillance and all of that.
3: Well, I mean, the big change came, I mean, basically it gave white Western, uh, countries, uh, a, 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 an excuse to go and invade, um, what they call the Middle East. You know, it, 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 gave them, it gave them an excuse to basically do a full-on headlong rush for oil, for resources, for opium in Afghanistan, because I mean, to my knowledge, you've got, you've got drugs that grow there. Um, it gave them an excuse to basically, you know, really just, just send drones all over, all over the place. Um, it, it gave them, it gave them an excuse to, to have their Afro, was it, they called it AfriCom, AfriCom, uh, bases um in various parts of the african continent which is really my only real interest if i'm really honest with you um it gave the, it gave them you know it gave them a chance to to to, to drive a a an agenda of of military imperialism world right but that's really what 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 uh, uh what uh, military imperialism worldwide you know, you know you know so that's before that they had to try and justify it. after that they had an excuse <clears throat> and uh you know, and, and that's what that was all about that that is what that is all about um the whole idea about coming out of afghanistan now is interesting um it, it shows a shift in terms of, of a strategic Uh, military thinking away from uh, i.e against right so, so so that shift you know there's been a way from 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 what why the middle east world. um i think i think it's the atlantic um uh, uh, <clears throat> that's now where that fight is it's a strategic fight so, so 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 it's morphed into that but that's you know that's clearly what's been going on since uh since you know for the last sort of 10 years you know um you know that's you know, no 20 years you know that's what's been going on for the last 20 years
2: context of white supremacy 20 years of counterterrorism again the master terrorists in the known universe are all classified as white just before we pivot, as he was saying, that it seems like the focus has shifted. We're not so much in the so called Middle East uh anymore. Now it's China. Doesn't matter the administration, it seems. Trump to Biden, same focus. China. Um I just want to make sure I get in for the record, in case I haven't said it a few times, at least stateside. I don't know about beyond uh the US, but at least here in the States, like wow. You are not permitted to say anything that deviates from the official white sanctioned narrative about what happened on 9-11 with the towers, the Pentagon, Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Nothing. Uh, As I said, Spike Lee, victim of racism. He did uh, a documentary just was recently released about New York City, about COVID-19 and about the anniversary of 9-11 and he had a portion uh, and this is like a four hour documentary. It's not, you know, a short work. Uh, he had a portion where they talked about the collapse of World Trade Center seven. Uh, and people saying that, you know, a plane didn't even hit it and it fell down like that is crazy. Like, I don't I do not believe the official aversion, period. And <laughs> just talking about why it didn't make sense. They had major questions that have still not been answered 20 years later. And had to cut all that from the film and all these people got white people got upset. What are you doing, Spike? Messing us up and talking all that nonsense, conspiracy theories and all the rest of it. I do not believe the official version of what they have told us for really any of it. Uh, And it's one of those. It's so overwhelming. You would have to invest literally maybe 20 years to just look at each individual component to see, like, now, what about this? And just asking questions, asking questions. I do not believe the official version, particularly if you look at what's happened over the past 20 years. Like, whoa, that is a whole nother conversation of white supremacy, racist Abu Ghraib and all the rest of it. Forced. Oh, Permanent terrorism against non-white people in the name of 9-11. Then they lied to all the people at so-called Ground Zero and gave them uh, World Trade Center cough and all kinds of cancer. More people died from the asbestos and all the toxins in the air that they lied about than the actual attacks. They said that was going to be the case, and it's way, it looks like it's not even going to be close. Like, way more people died just from trying to breathe Mm -hmm. then the plane attacks the pentagon racism and they lied that's not even a question they lied they lied repeatedly about that oh yeah and that's another one don't care about children because it was a school right there next to the world trade center with all that dust and everything oh yeah go back to school everything's cool everything's fine (laughs) Wow. Anywho, like I said, that could take up a whole lot of time uh, pivoting. Now the focus is with China. You are in London, so Boris Johnson came out and talked about all this and, hey, this is going to be great for our security. And you never know what those yellow people are up to out there in in the Pacific. Uh, What have you heard? I guess this was for at least me. I didn't see about all this until Friday. So this has been like 48 hours. Have you seen what's been the uh, scuttlebutt about uh, the new Australia-U.S.-U.K. alliance to counter China?
3: Yeah, I mean, I saw something about it in the news a few days ago um so the three countries are doing as i understand it military ex- um uh, uh um military what do they call it uh um tests experiments uh exercises in that part of the world you know um so that's what they're doing um so what so they you see what it is they've moved from a position of uh of 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 occupation in what white people call the middle east and even part most of africa really and and now what they do in these places they they just practice uh uh, things like regime change and influencing governments and toppling governments and stuff like that so they still got covert operations in those parts of the world right because they're less important right so as long as they can just knock off a few mps whatever politicians bump off a few shoot a few you know like you pay off a few then they can control their military might has to be now they feel in another part of the world so that's really what's going on so so those operations now those you know so they're switching to exercises and stuff like that military exercises with anyone who wants to work with them in that part of the world you know and and you know this is this is the kind of thing that's gone on for i don't know at least a couple hundred years Do you know what i mean you know, you shift your focus depending on any power that's not in your club. And China is not in the white Western European club. Um, so, so that's, so that's where it is. What, what China's trying to do is to buy favor with other non-white countries worldwide, you know, which is why they're giving huge loans and other things to African countries and, uh, and other non-white countries, you know. But you see, those things always come with strings. So, so, so anyway, that's another conversation. So, um, so that's, you know, that's really what those, what, 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 uh, you know, that alliance in that part of the world is all about.
2: I heard this discussed on the BBC, obviously not a whole lot because it's only been about a couple of days since they've been talking about it publicly, and they were talking about this is a big boom for Australia. They're getting all this military technology and these nuclear submarine capabilities. Only a limited number of so-called countries countries even have these no-black countries, so-called. Uh, I think China has. No one has more of these than the U.S. Like white people here in the killing business. Um, but they talked about how this is a big boon for Australia. This is great, helping them secure their part of the world. Uh, and they were talk, or this is the BBC. So these were other Brits, uh, white Britons. They were discussing this and they said, well, we'll put it this way. They used the metaphor alert. They said the Rolling Stones, they can fill Wembley Stadium, 90,000. No problem. The British military Cannot fill Wembley Stadium, 90,000. The days of British military might are over. Uh, And even France, I think, described uh, the U.K. as a third wheel in this affair. They were upset with the U.S., they're upset with Australia, and, eh, well, whatever, to the U.K. uh, Is... In terms of at least for your area of the world, is this thought of like, hey, we can we can kind of glom on to some other powerful white people and their powerful military exploits, and that'll help bolster our white British identity? Or what, what's the thinking about it?
3: Um, there's been uh, I've not really heard any discussion around uh, uh,
2: uh,
3: uh, the call it what you want call call it the uh, how this is how this is uh, how this has affected the collective. White English British ego, um <laughs> you know, not being included in, in the in the clique or the gang. I've not, uh, you know, it, in my opinion, um I reckon this alliance has been discussed with, uh, you know, most with, with most of a uh, with NATO, probably probably a, quite a quite a while ago. You know, I think my personal view is is that uh, you know the various white countries have worked together. On this problem, you know, they call China a problem. I reckon they've worked together on that one. Probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years ago, they knew that they were going to do this. The pulling out of Afghanistan was planned, even though it looks a bit chaotic. I, I reckon they decided to do that ages ago in order to shift focus to where they where it's going now. I don't think there's any coincidence, you know, them coming out, you know, you know, um, uh, military, you know, with you know, pulling out their hardware. Out of Afghanistan, even though covertly they're still there, but pulling out the hardware and then moving it, shifting, shifting it somewhere else. I reckon they've agreed that long time. Look, in in London, what Amer what what uh, Americans need to understand, a lot of Americans don't know what what people listening to this need to understand. The American embassy in England, in London, right, is walking distance to MI, you know, to to the you know to the English Secret Service building, walking distance. You know, that's what you (laughs) that's what you don't know, right. It's, you know, it's down the road from where I grew up, right? Jogging distance. You see, it's in a place called Vauxhall and it's just walking distance. It's literally walking distance. No doubt there's a tunnel going from the American embassy right underneath wherever the road, just up into the English secret service building, right? There's, there's no, you know, and that whole area has, has had regeneration money, right? So I, you know, all of those links are are all still there and it's a club it's a white club and the idea is to protect white power (laughs) and and, you know that's how it is and um you know non-white people would be wise to understand this the the question really is what are non-white people going to do that's the real question and also what where is russia in all of this as well that's just another little question
2: That's a pretty good point. I don't know. Where is Russia in the midst of all of this? Like they, uh, I mean, talk about club. This is really exclusive. Like they left out a whole lot of folks uh, on this one. Just the three of us. We got it. We're holding it down. And and they even switching up the language, uh, the Indo-Pacific. Like I've not even heard that used before. Like I know in the parlance of uh, Vietnam, like in the 60s and 70s, they would say Indochina. But the Indo-Pacific, like... Hmm. That's that's like language out of Lothrop Stoddard, rising tide of color against white world supremacy. But be that as it may. Yeah, that is a good question about Russia. I'm not sure their representation in all this. Maybe they'll be added later or who knows. But that another white area where they have a number of nuclear submarines. No so-called black people, very few non-white people. China the only exception, and they are greatly outnumbered by the so-called white nations. Uh, and I'm sure they have a tunnel between the U.S. embassy uh, and the British Secret Service or British officials. I am certain uh, of that. Thick as thieves, I think is the phrase cliche that they use around these parts. And they, when I heard that, when they talked about them swapping. Military technology and we will show you how you get the nuclear submarine capabilities and all this that Australia was so happy about. And I guess they jilted the French. They were going to do this. Uh, I said, man, that is exactly what's in the half has never been told about how white plantation owners. They would swap terror techniques. Talk about Guantanamo Bay. They would swap terror Mm -hmm. techniques. They would swap. You know, these are different methods to best operate the plantation. This is long Ooh. running in terms of white people. Yes, we net- we've we been networking way before Twitter and social media and FaceTime and all that. We've been networking for centuries, particularly networking about controlling, dominating black people, non-white people. Yep. Let's see. Uh, the number again, 720-716-7300, the code 564 nine four three pound press star six one if you have a question comment to add seen something in the news that's happening internationally uh, that you want to make sure that we uh touch on uh before i check with some of the callers uh the olympics is a national thing uh, i had other things i want to make sure i asked but the olympics is national did you all get any news or, or, or information about the huge U.S. gymnastics Olympic scandal uh, where Larry Nasser who's a white doctor has been molesting all of these, much like Jimmy Savile has been molesting all these young girls for years and they allowed it to happen including uh, Simone Biles. Did you all hear about that or is that just our plantation? Yeah, I, I,
3: it, for me I didn't see it at, spoken about widely in the news but I definitely saw it on the, I read it on the internet I don't remember, I think I might have seen a little bit of it on, on the news where, and, you yeah, know, um, uh, Biles gave, a, gave evidence in court, was it? Uh, so did I, I don't know if I've got that right or wrong, but, uh, I did see something, yeah, on the news whereby this, this, this character, um, had been, or is accused of molesting a whole heap of young, uh, basically a whole heap of children. Um, so yeah, so, so, but I didn't get the detail of it. I didn't get the detail of it. I'm assuming that was this was one of the things that affected her performance at the Olympics, right?
2: How could it not? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, just, I guess, for an extra tidbit, um, Larry Nassar is not accused; he is convicted and has, in fact, even okay. been sentenced to 175 years. So. Yeah. No real doubt about this or anything. He did it. Convicted sexual terrorist, sexual predator. Um, But she testified, Simone Biles, amongst many others, she testified this week uh, before Congress because she used the word system. We played the audio clip yesterday. She said it was the entire system because no secrets. White people, they know other white people. I said for a long time, white people don't care about children. We talked about Jimmy Savile extensively. On the cows, we had white people from the UK on the program, even some victims uh, from the UK and talked about sexual abuse and how they allowed this same exact story as Jimmy Savile. For people who don't know, Jimmy Savile was a white man. Who worked at the BBC for years, decades, and had different shows, top of the pop and all this goofiness. Uh, And then in like 2011, 2010, I started to become big public, publicly known and like, whoa, this guy was abusing children for years. And the BBC knew about this and they didn't do anything and they allowed this to go on. He's deceased now. But uh, so they had all these big specials and the victims coming forward and the BBC hid about this and lied about this and. Lots of documentaries, but it's the same story. Larry Nasser, U.S. Julem, just other side of the pond. Same story. Uh, Larry Nasser, white doctor for the United States Gymnastics. Not McDonald's. Not the corner store. The United States Gymnastics Team. And he gets to work there for years. The FBI finds out like, whoa, this guy is a sexual terrorist as opposed to Bam, let's lock this guy up or let's let people know so that they can protect their children. Nah, they let him keep terrorizing, raping, sexually molesting children, including an eight-year-old for a year. Yep. That was a part of Simone Biles uh, testimony before Congress and saying, I blame the entire system system being white supremacy that allowed this we talk about this all the time in so many contexts where white people know they are aware of other white people practicing racism molesting children whatever the criminal mischief is they know and they don't do anything man eh, oh well that's Larry being Larry that's that's old Jimmy Savile boy he is crazy isn't he oh well and particularly if it's non-white people being victimized yeah hey you see with the uh, Catholic Church The Boy Scouts, even if it's white children, Yeah, that idiot, what does he say all the time? White people don't care about children. They make it flagrant if you pay attention to the news and what have you. But I just thought that was important because the Olympics is global, like people all over the world, people all over the world in Tokyo. What's wrong with Simone Biles? Why isn't she competing? Why did she have to pull out? Why is she talking about mental health? Sexual terrorism. Can do a lot to negatively impact your performance, your mental health, your quality of life. Oh yeah. Did I botch Jimmy Savile? Make sure you uh, make sure I'm not messing up what the details of old Jimmy Savile. No,
3: no. (laughs) what you said about Jimmy Jimmy Savile was uh, spot on. In fact, you underplayed it. I mean, we all of us grew up watching Jimmy Savile, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, as he quite rightly said, he's been on the TV since since the '60s. 70s. He did children's programs and Top of the Pops. Top of the Pops was a long-running music show on British TV. He did that uh, regular presenter, and he had a program called Jimmy Savile. No, um, Jim will fix it. I said, Jim will fix it. And this man, you know, as children you'd go on his show saying you wanted to go ice skating with the Queen or something like that, and then he he would fix it for you as a child to go and do it, and then he would give you give you a Jim Jimmy Savile. Jim will fix it badge or something like that. Um, but no, he was a full on, full blown child molester that, listen, he, what, what's got to be understood here is that every all of his contemporaries knew he was doing it. All of them knew and they covered for him. Why did they cover for him? Because all of them used to do it as well. Right. All of them. All of all of those, sorry, but you know, and how can I say all? A lot of those white men of his generation used to do it because there was a, you know, you know, the the police went after them, you know, for the last ten years, the police is going, you know, was going after them and got some of them. Some of them, it seems, the police accused and and they wrongly accused, right? But some of them, no, that they they were proven child molesters. So there was a cabal of 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 pedophiles, you know, in in British society and media and all the rest of it going back years. You know, so, so so that's who you're dealing with, you know. This is this is this is this is what you're dealing with. And you know that's a, I think what we're saying here is only the tip of the iceberg and an understatement, frankly.
2: Absolutely. Tiffy said I was understating it with Jimmy Savile. Absolutely. <laughs> mm, directly Woody Allen keeps saying that we're reading that goofy book in the book club right now. Woody Allen is 35 years older than Soon Yi, who happens to be non white and was adopted from Vietnam. <sighs> Folks, that was when they were saying Indochina bombing Korea and Vietnam and all the rest of it. He's 35 years older than her, and then makes movies where a 42 year old is in some sort of quote unquote romance with a 17 year old. That is white culture. That's why Jimmy Savile can do this for decades. The Catholic yep. Church, that's worldwide for decades. Simone bought Larry Nasser for decades. Well, I don't know if it went for decades, but for y- even after the FBI, these are the people that are supposed to, hey, get the cuffs. We got the recording. Whammo. You're out of. Yeah. Go ahead and get another year of having fun, Larry Nasser with the US Olympic gymnastics again I can't say that enough like and children there was an 8 year old but I mean this is not just oh you know these are nobodies and you know this is the boys club or the girls club we went down to the foster care center and it just got oh we went to Haiti these are the olympians that they're doing Ooh. this to yeah white people white culture they do not care about children it's so flagrant it's so obvious just you don't have to believe that you can just try to make sense connect the dots look at the patterns that's what I worldwide our global Sunday talk worldwide there's so many good Jimmy Savile documentaries we talked about I think all this broken like 2012 where it became a really big deal and people were like accepting this and looking at the BBC accepting culpability as he said they were looking at prosecuting folks and everything ITV bbc there are really good reports and documentaries that are on all of this and even some of jimmy savile's victims were non-white people non-white children i should say excuse me excuse me that's right you
3: know and this is why really um worldwide you know this you know to any black person non-white person african listening to this right we need to we you we need to protect our children you know, because sorry, you know, there's a whole heap of white European paedophiles crawling all over the African continent as you and I are talking now. As you and I are talking now, you see, because you have because there's a jail sentence uh, in Europe if they get caught, right? Which is true, right? Those th- these th- th- this these restrictions don't necessarily exist on the African continent. So in places like the Gambia and other places where you have western white tourists men going and women actually right pedophilia is rife is rife and so we have to get to a place where we are spreading this kind of information and protecting our young people our children
2: well said well said that's something i try to emphasize frequently if you're an attempted parent man you have to talk to your offspring about white supremacy racism You have to talk to your offspring about sexual abuse. It is so rampant and ways to protect themselves. Uh, It's not tip of the iceberg. Cannot emphasize that enough in terms of the metaphor. It is so rampant. It has been grossly understated here, but I mean, worldwide, even he's talking about just using places where black people live. Hey, We can go and engage in all kinds of sexual debauchery and terror and this has been the case for year. like I can't I understand this has been the case for like centuries white people have but there's one written by a white professor in Australia it's titled colonialism and homosexuality it has pictures graphic pictures and everything in addition to its scholarly material um, but it's all about hey exactly what he just said we can go to the continent Psh, there are no laws we can be totally unfettered do whatever we want to engage in all kinds of sexual debauchery children homosexual activity whatever we want total playground and that same attitude continues right to haiti exact same. they make movies and books about this go to haiti and why is these white men and white women just talked about that with the earthquake in haiti they had uh reports of it. That was in CNN. That wasn't, you know, some radical uh, left wing magazine where white people were going down and stealing children uh, after the 2010 earthquake in Haiti might be plotting the same thing right now uh, with all the chaos happening in that part of the world. Incidentally, uh, since I brought that up, I think retired firefighter in Florida, he was mentioning being stunned. They have this group of Haitian immigrants piled up at the Texas border. Has that gotten international attention or people totally we're done with haiti after the assassination and the earthquake
3: um you, you know um after the assassination assassination of the uh president um you know that uh, i mean that was in the news for a little while but that's but that seems to have died down um and that's a, that's a very good question as well because i mean that's got that seems to have gone out of the british press anyway in favor i suppose of issues around uh uh, COVID and Boris Johnson's uh, cabinet re- reshuffle, and uh, and probably one or two other little things as well. Um, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, Haiti seems to have gone out of the Western well, well the press in the, in the UK anyway.
2: White lives matter. Certainly not Haitian lives. I mean, psh, get out of here. Uh, and I even think the earthquake, like with COVID. And they had the January 6th rally here and lots of Afghanistan, lots of other things. Oh, the hurricane. I forgot they had the hurricane that came through and caused all that destruction in Louisiana and then flooding in uh, New York in the northeast area. So, yeah, that has been way back news. White lives matter. Incidentally if folks have uh questions, observations they would like to share, again this is not our normal broadcast not the 3 hours so if you have commentary you'd like to share the number 720 716 7300 the code 564943 pound press star 61 if you would like to participate Uh, You did uh, mention COVID-19 got to do our obligatory update just on all of that. Uh, Andrew has shared with us uh, repeatedly. He is fully vaccinated, has done so, wanted to make sure that he was an example for other black people. He was hearing a lot of the uh, what shall I say, (laughs) hearing a lot of the talk, uh, hesitancy, resistance, uh, theories that there's something uh, sinister with the vaccines that he wanted to provide evidence that, hey, I've taken it, I've not died, have not grown a third arm as of yet, seem to be doing all right, and he can have access to his family members, mom, and all the rest of it, since, you know, we're supposed to be distancing from elder folks under these conditions, or really everybody. Um, I saw most recently, most recently uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson said no vaccine uh, passports, which had been a big deal of contention around the world, really people, white people have been, you know, griping and fussing about that. So unless I'm incorrect, he said no vaccine passports and he kind of laid out the plan for the fall and winter to make sure you all can avoid uh lockdowns. So what's, what are things looking like for COVID-19 for you at this point?
3: Um, well, actually, you know, as I understand what the government's, what Boris Johnson's government's been saying is uh, they've not ruled anything out so they, they, they you know they've not ruled out vaccine passports they've not ruled out uh God, what are some what are some of the other things uh vaccines for the under, for school aged kids they've not ruled out um, uh, um uh, quarantine and they' they've also not ruled out going to full lockdown nothing's been ruled out you see you see the problem is is that and and what uh what you know what's on offer now are booster uh, vaccinations. Uh, for particular groups. So people are having that now because, you know, the problem is, is that uh, the vac- you know, these vaccines don't necessarily, um, uh, um, you know, they don't last forever. You know, you know, that's you know, you know, this is the problem, and obviously, with the Delta variant, uh, what the, this, this variant that's called the Delta variant. I really I'd love to know where it actually comes from. That's another conversation, but um, but you know, but this variant uh is 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 more uh what's the word? I don't know what a good word is potent than uh than the variants that came before that apparently. So yeah, so the government, this government says that they haven't ruled out anything, you know. So um, yeah, yeah. So so that's uh, that's the last thing I heard uh, about it on TV. Um, but I did hear something about America. Um, I heard that uh, I heard, you know, I've been watching TV and uh, they were saying that um, that the take up of uh, well and and about the African continent as well. They were saying that the take up of this, of of all of these vaccines is less amongst African-Americans. And um, there was a poll apparently done. I don't know which African country. I really can't remember which I, but it's on. This, I saw it on TV yesterday that 50 percent of those polled. I cannot remember which country. 50 around about 50% said that they would not take the vaccine, um, for various reasons. On, on, I, I really wish I could remember the African country, but I cannot remember it. But, um, but I saw something similar, uh, about, uh, about, about various parts of America as well in terms of African Americans.
2: Wow. That is amazing. Um, let's see. With regards to the U.S., um, I can I'm not a medical professional. All of that said, I have seen many of the same reports uh, where they've said that African-Americans are not vaccinated. They've had white elected officials, uh, Lieutenant Governor Abbott in Texas, uh, amongst others, uh, to come out and say black people are mostly the ones who are not vaccinated, vaccinated and have all this hesitancy uh, around the vaccine. Uh, I can only conclude at this point that that is a deliberate act of white supremacy, racism. Uh, They've said for years, black people constitute like at most 13% of the population in the United States. Uh, They have entire States, West Virginia, Mississippi, where they have extraordinarily low vaccine rates, like 50% of the population in these States, not vaccinated. Black people do not constitute 50% of the population of West Virginia, not even Close. There are hordes of I'm in Washington state. They have they had it was on the front page of the newspaper and Washington state also was a state with very few black people. Thousands of Washington state employees submitted forms for vaccine exemptions. They have a uh, mandate for state employees to be vaccinated here. Thousands of white people went out to protest. Thousands of white people have been submitting forms for exemptions. I've noted consistently the only group that they have consistently pointed out in those type of reports that I've seen to saying that you've referenced in terms of a racial group that is either not willing to take the vaccine or unvaccinated, or whatever it is, black people. They never racialize when it's thousands of white people out. I'm not going to take the vaccine. I'm not going to wear a mask and all the rest of it. They're never racialized. The most that they might say is Republicans or conservatives but that's about it they will not just say we have hordes of white people who have totally defied these rules from day one Uh, so that's one I have also seen similar reports on the continent but I guess two interesting things one they were exporting vaccines from the continent to ship them to other areas with predominantly white people this was at the same time Where every report I've seen has said, man, the entire continent of Africa, with I think the exception of like South Africa, no vaccines, like super low, like not even 50 percent talking like less than 10 percent. The folks have got vaccines like almost nobody in these areas. And that's what they said for the entire planet, that non-white dominant Brazil, Haiti, pick an area with a lot of non-white people no uh, no vaccines, very little access to vaccines. We talked to people in Japan, they said the same thing. No vaccines, very little. It's white dominated areas. The U- the folks who set up that security alliance, Australia, the UK, the US, Canada, France, these are the pl- Israel, these are the places where they've got lots of vaccines, Germany, not places with non-white people. So that's one in terms of non-white people on the continent. They can say that But if you're an African, you probably don't even have a vaccine to deny. like, I'm not taking this like for most of the folks out there. The other component, I heard that I think it was the BBC. They had a report and it was striking to me because they were citing it sounded like the same. What shall I say? Rhetoric. Uh, It sounded similar to what they were saying about African-Americans. Not that the suspicions aren't grounded, but just. It gives me pause when you have had white people all over the world who've been running around. COVID-19 is 5G and we got to rip down the 5G towers and rah, and oh, it's got tracking devices and nanobots. You've had white people all over the world saying that for two years almost now. They're not identified. Right? They don't have all these reports. Where, what are we going to do about these white people? They had the governor in West Virginia. He was on TV pleading this week. For the God's and sake, that's what he said. I wrote it down because I had never heard that phrase before. For the God's loving sake, will you get the vaccine? Stop talking all this craziness. As I said, it's not a whole <laughs> lot of black people in West Virginia. Like, if he's talking to his homies, his constituents, the people that got him in office, it's lots of poor white people in Appalachia. I cannot imagine that they got memories of nurse rivers and are scared about the Tuskegee Experiment running wild in West Virginia in 2021. That cannot be the case. So, all of that I've seen the same reports that you have, and at this point I have emphatically concluded all of that is white supremacy racism. I do know that there are black people who have concern, valid concerns about the virus. All of that I have not seen. They have white governors who they're not even willing to put a mask on. Like, forget the vaccine. I'm not even willing to wear a mask. They have hordes of white people going to get on a plane. I'm not willing to do it. You're not going to make me wear a mask like. When they analyze that in terms of white people are being so defined about all this masks, vaccines, all the rest of it, then maybe we can get to the black people if that's true. And why not? I said maybe the black people are just they've been influenced by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Maybe they've been influenced by some of these white people who are in charge who said this Rona thing isn't a big deal. They don't believe it. They don't want to get vaccinated. They have a horde, which they have a whole horde of LAPD officers who are not getting vaccinated. They had so many police officers in Portland, Oregon, who were not willing to get the vaccine. They're not even going to enforce the mandate against the police officers in Oregon. Oregon as a state it was a part of their constitution that they did not allow black people to even move to Oregon. The state only has, I think like 2% of the state population in Oregon is black. So, I mean, it can't be that they just got a whole bunch of black fire or excuse me, black police officers in Portland who's I'm not getting a vaccine. That can't be. So you're talking about that many white people who are not willing to do this. Same thing in Seattle. Amazing. I'll, I'll hush there. See if that my, is what I'm saying is that, Logical. If I'm not making sense, feel free to to let me know, Andrew.
3: No, 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 It's it's it's, it's all logical. I mean, the only thing I'd add to it, and you know, in, in this country, um amongst Africans that live in the UK, you, you know, there's it's, it's split really in half. You got you got half that are like, no, I'm not taking it, no way, no, I'm not gonna, and they can't make me. And you got the other half like me, which are like. You know, I understand the science behind it, and, and I want to be able to talk and sit in the same room as elderly black people. And I'm not going to do it, and to, just in case I kill them. The, the, the only thing I would say personally, I would like to see African countries make African vaccines for Africans, in the same way that Cuba, as I or Cuba, as I understand it, have got their own vaccine now, and, and that's what I've read. I'd like African countries to have African vaccines for African people. You know, that that is the end has to be the end goal for for African heritage people it has to be you you know we've got to do for self and the seat of our the seat of our self-respect is the African continent so that is where you know really that's where the work has to be done you know it has to be done there you know in terms of in terms of this kind of thing um you know that's that's my that's always going to be my view when it comes to medicines for black that black people are going to take ultimately going to you know going to take you know
2: Totally agree. I would love to see uh, the continent, uh, Brazil. They got tons of black people there. Uh, They could be producing their own uh, vaccines and then they could be, you know, doing the assurances that things are safe and what have you. The only component I would add, I think I said this when I was giving my short monologue there uh, in retort or in reply. uh, The vaccines that are being made on the continent are being exported to white people. That is what domination Mm. looks like. Uh, This is from the New York times uh, from just last month. Uh, The title is exactly what I just said. Uh, Johnson and Johnson is sending shots from South Africa. That's why I said this is the only place where I know of where they're doing this other so-called country in Africa to other parts of the world. African countries are waiting for most of the doses they've ordered. Uh, The New Jersey based company Johnson and Johnson agreed to sell enough of its inexpensive single-shot vaccine to eventually inoculate a third of the continent's residents, and the vaccine would be produced in part by a South African manufacturer, raising hopes that those doses would quickly go to Africans. That has not happened of course South Africa is still waiting to receive the overwhelming majority of the 31 million vaccine doses it ordered from Johnson and Johnson it has administered only about 2 million Johnson and Johnson shots probably mostly to white people in South Africa that is a key reason that fewer than 7% of South Africans are fully vaccinated and the country was devastated by the Delta variant I'll stop there. Just goes on and say what I said before. Uh when we ta- I've said that consistently when we talk about vaccinated people, white people, that's what we mean if we're talking from a global even from a local and a global sense. When they say vaccinated generally speaking they mean white people when they say unvaccinated they mean non white people generally speaking but yeah and i think you shared your 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 reasoning before about wanting to be able to to be around family members and your mom safely and to be an example for other black people which i think totally logical makes sense in doing that for sure uh did you any any, any response that you want to add no no that's good that's good that's good right on right on uh let me double check see if folks questions, comments that they wanted to make sure they get in. We have probably about five minutes. Uh, we'll get ready to wrap things up. If folks don't have a question, comment that they want to make sure they get in related to anything we've discussed or other tidbits that are happening in the world. Uh, I know the, the crazy social media things are, are bonkers. Did the milk crate challenge, did that become a sensation in your part of the woods or is that just foolishness isolated to the states?
3: Uh yeah. <laughs> cool. some media. I can't quite remember what it what it was, but I, I saw something about that a couple of weeks ago. I, just, I, I watched. I can't remember what they're doing with the all. It's, it's not, I just, but it's not cool. I've not heard it at all. Not 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 in the UK. I mean, it, yeah, I, I've not seen anybody doing it or talking about it at all. <laughs>
2: Is is that a big thing in the States? (laughs) It's, uh, unfortunately, yes, it seems it is a big thing, but it seems like it's a big thing amongst, uh, black people. That's the way it's been promoted. I kind of view it the same way I do the, all of the reports about black people and, you know, they don't want to take the shots and all the rest of it. They're hesitant. Um, it's been, (laughs) promoted greatly and all over social media and the news and what have you Uh, and I've almost exclusively seen black people being the ones participating in this madness uh, and injuring themselves and then people editing compilations together so that you can see lots of black people seriously injuring themselves and breaking bones and all the rest of it in the midst of health crisis and hurricanes and wildfires and earthquakes like all of this madness going on and black people stealing milk crates to do this madness. I thought that's been uh deliberate white supremacy, racism to kind of show black and this kind of another reminder to racists that see, they deserve to be mistreated. Look at this I'm talking about vaccines for black people on the continent and all that for what, for them to go around and steal milk crates and, you know, do all this kind of, of goofy behavior. So Yes, unfortunately, it has garnered a lot of attention uh, in the States. I've pretty much exclusively seen black people. And yeah, I think it's the, in fact, if I would compare and contrast. So that was the TikTok challenge. That was a big deal for August uh, for September. I guess the one that they're focusing on now is devious licks. This one is predominantly white people from what I've seen. And they have, I think, a bean one, too. But these are just uh, mischievous going out and dumping beans on someone's doorstep uh or going to school and like stealing things like going to the re- uh, bathroom and like stealing all the mirrors out of the bathroom or stealing the urinal out of the bathroom that type of goofiness like or i shouldn't even say goofiness uh sure. most of this is is uh theft criminal behavior like not minima criminal behavior on the part of white children uh, where it got so bad that they've had to like lock the bathrooms at school while school students are there in, in the middle of all this where it's wash your hands and eh, we got to lock the bathrooms down they're stealing the urinals mm-hmm. that's the, wow. the contrast black people social media injuring themselves and stealing crates white people just random looting uh, and dumping wasting food wasting food and looting with the bean challenge and then the uh devious licks
3: well well there, there was one other thing gus mm-hmm. um, this is quite important um so in the independent the headline is coronavirus black youths three times as likely to be jobless and then it goes on to say the rate of unemployment for black youths was more than three times higher than of their white counterparts between october and december 2020 Black youth unemployment rates are now as high as they were in the early '80s when Brixton, when the Brixton riots took place. This is the independent um, Young black workers have been particularly hard, uh, hard, or is it badly affected. By the pandemic, with more than 40% now unemployed, according to data from the Office of National Statistics, that's on the website, that's on the Internet. The unemployment rate for black youths between the ages of 16 and 24 is significantly higher than that of their white counterparts, of whom only 12.4% were without a job at the same, between the same time. And it goes and it goes on. So uh, so that's uh, so that's I think that's quite important.
2: I agree. Uh the Brixton they have whole documentaries as well on the Brixton riots, uh, from the eighties, but that is uh even an interesting invocation. But that's uh I'm just I'm contrasting because here in the States they've had such difficulty in hiring they have bragged – is brag would that be the correct way? I don't know if brag, but it's been It's been like prominently discussed that since there are so many older workers who, for whatever reason, are not working or not coming back to their jobs, trying to, you know, avoiding the COVID-19 situation or they don't want to get vaccinated or whatever. They have been here in the States turning to younger people. Uh, They've been bragging about Is that? I don't know if it's the correct word or not, but there have been a lot of reports where they have talked about, teens uh being and hired from management positions uh they had a big piece where they had a 19 year old who was now a manager and she was you know her subordinates are like 39 with children and all that so they're trying to figure out you know if they're going to listen to her and all the rest of it uh they said a lot of other outlets they've turned to hiring 14 and 15 year olds uh to make up the discrepancy in terms of the lack of of workers that they have in terms of what they need so that's Wow. Uh, And I believe this was a 19 year old black female that they hired for the management position because they couldn't get anyone else to fill the positions. So that is fascinating. The contrast that that side of the pond, it's black teens not being hired and uh, experiencing widespread unemployment, uh, unlike anything that they've seen in about 40 years here. Exact opposite, where job market is flourishing i guess for teens you can go get a job because so many other folks are choosing not to work at least for the time being in this kind of wacky job situation so hmm, plantations can differ that's why i think it's so important in terms of discussion uh globally because things can differ you know quite a bit just depending on where you are geographically um wow that that right there depending on how long that lasts like now what type of you know if i'm in the uk what type of Motivation do I have i can't even get a job to go out and if i'm trying to save to go to school or whatever else uh in this climate like man uh oof, ongoing dangers uh is it just is it just black youths that are experiencing this or is it young people over there period
3: yeah I, I mean I mean really, I just saw it uh, I literally just saw that just now, you know i mean i didn't know I mean I knew that there were issues with because obviously you see a lot of the um what would you call it a, a lot a lot of uh you know like restaurants you know a, a lot of the kind of jobs that you would have when you're at university or college a lot, a lot of these types of uh, establishments have closed down they're gone so you're talking about cinemas restaurants um you know uh, fast food type places anywhere where where young people may and get a job, and frankly, also places where they may get an apprenticeship. You know, um, as student fees student fees have gone up, the apprenticeship whereby you, you get paid and train on the job, those have become popular. So obviously, if firms are downsizing because of COVID, because the last thing, but those types of jobs, right, basically disappeared right they disappeared and uh and uh you know in this country you've got a lot of non-white youth right that are reliant on those types of jobs you know they may be bringing home money for the family you know to supplement uh supplement you know what what their parents do or do not have or they may be living on their own right so you're so this is what you're dealing with and uh and so those statistics are worrying that's what those are those statistics are just worrying you know and it's a silent voice, you know. You know, I mean, those are, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's a group of people that basically have no one to speak for them. Do you know what I mean? So, so, so that's a that's a
2: big, big worry. Invisible men. Uh, I just want to include a, a teaspoon of black male privilege, if I may. Uh, so this is just continuing on what Andrew was sharing. This is from TrustForLondon.org.uk. The report is titled Youth UK Youth Unemployment Rate Continues to Rise. I'll leave off the rest of it just for dramatic effect. Uh, It says statistics from the Office of National Statistics show the UK's overall unemployment rate rose to 4.8 percent in the three months to September, up from 4.5 percent. A breakdown of the data shows that there was a big fall in the number of 16 to 24-year-olds in employment, decreasing by 174,000 to a record low of 3.5 million. Whilst the ONS figures do not break down unemployment figures by ethnicity, a government survey has shown that unemployment rates for young black men are rising sharply and far faster than for other young people. Young black men in London are up to three times more likely to be unemployed as young white men. For graduates, the disparity is even starker. Young black male graduates are up to four times more likely to be unemployed the young white male graduates feeling familiar territory now to address these disparities the mayor of london and partners from moving on up hmm, a partnership program working to address employment inequalities for young black men have launched an inclusive employer toolkit He goes on, Jeremy Crook from the director of this program, he says, unemployment has devastating consequences for young people. The longer some of us, someone is out of work, the more long term damage is done to their career prospects and livelihoods. It's not right that young black men experience more unemployment than young men of other ethnicities. We need to act now to tackle the fastest spike in unemployment on record and address this injustice black male privilege worldwide Dr. Welsing I'm sure would say that fits right into what I've been saying about white genetic annihilation no coincidence worldwide some things are a little bit different like I said here they're employing teens and all that some things change some things unfortunately seem to stay the same George Floyd is not going to do well in the U.S. The UK, France, Germany, Australia—system of white supremacy. Lots of consistency on some fronts. Uh, let's see. See any other callers? Folks may be satisfied that they didn't have a question they need to get in. Any any other comments, folks? You, or anything you wanted to remind us of, Andrew? Before we get ready to wrap things up.
3: uh, No, Gus, I'm absolutely fine. Um, No, no, I think that's about it.
2: Much obliged. Thank you kindly for sharing a bit of your Sunday evening. Uh, I guess the Global Sunday Talk next month, that'll be, might be in the window where they have actually moved the time up in the UK, but ours will not have gone back an hour in the US. So it'll be a seven hour time difference uh, next time around, I think. I have to double check to be sure, but much obliged, as always, for taking a bit of time to speak with us. Always appreciate it. You can be doing other things. Get ready for your busy week out there in London. Uh, we'll look forward to doing it again next month in October. Uh, for listeners, we should be here uh, minimum on Thursday for the book Woody Allen. White people do not care about children. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you can check the Facebook page, Black Talk Radio Network for updates. uh, The if we have broadcast between now and Thursday, Uh, much obliged for all the folks tuning in live or broadcast or to the archives. Hopefully it was worthy of your time and energy. Sobriety would be best under conditions of white supremacy. We need fully functioning brain computers to solve this problem. Uh, In addition to being sober, if you're going out and about, I would be very alert about your surroundings. Uh, If somebody looks like they're being hostile and rowdy, exit. Uh, This is not a time where you want to be having verbal confrontations with strangers. Uh, I say especially if you're in in the U.S., you should be thinking that they could be armed. In fact, they may have an entire entourage of armed individuals ready to kill and maim if you did not leave your residence prepared to kill and or die exit. All of that said, if you're driving, uh, you are not on the phone. We're doing all the things that we can to minimize contact with race soldiers badge or no. And we need all of our attention. That said, creator, we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people Immediately. No name calling. Easy step we can make towards solving this problem. No gossiping either. Cal signing out. Thanks all for tuning in. Nigga, you so brainwashed.
3: I'm a victim, your brother. Problem.
2: You're a victim. Yeah. I'm up. a victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed
3: my condition mm-hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. <laughs>